0: for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got Dr. Brian Artis and a bonus for you guys, Dr. Ben Marble, medical doctor um, from myfreedoctor.com. So guys, welcome to
1: the show. Thank you very much. We're excited to be here with your audience. Great to be here. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so Ben, you're kind of a surprise. You just got picked up from the airport or something a little bit ago, right?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Artist was nice enough to come by and give me a lift, and uh, I was over at Daystar doing some interviews over there. So, We've awesome. you know been colleagues for quite a while now, and so we finally had an opportunity
1: to meet. So Ben Marble was, has been at Daystar Studios all day today, and that him and Doctor Peter mccullough have been actually doing interviews. That's going to be broadcast around the world about uh, COVID and COVID yeah. treatments and early treatment. So, yeah, and that's,
0: yeah, that's what that's our topic. To that. That's what our topic is going to be about today. So, our audience is, you know, we're all about gut health and immunity and boosting the immune system and doing what we can uh, for self care um, to stay healthy and have a long, healthy life. We just want to wake up and feel good, and that's uh, that's what our health heroes are all about. So, um, you know, I'm really excited today because I've had. You know, I've sprinkled shows in before about COVID. And like I said before, we've had um, uh, Dr. Uh, Scott Jensen on, who's an acting senator of Minnesota. Um, He came on when, after 30 years of filling out death certificates, when COVID hit, all of a sudden they were changing how, they wanted him to change how he filled out death certificates. And he said, this isn't right. If this guy died, it was, you know, like he might've had like, you know, cardiovascular disease, had a bunch of stents put in, a bypass. And then he gets pneumonia. And then in the very end, they do a PCR test and show that he's got COVID. And then they, they, he's supposed to mark down that the death was COVID. It's like, no, it's like it was cardiovascular disease, right? So that raised a lot of questions for him. I've also had um, uh, the epicenter nurse, Erin Olchesky, on talking about the protocols that were happening inside the hospital, which prompted her to like go undercover and get a video camera and start taping stuff because she was like, they're killing people in the hospitals. Like this was insider type deal. So I wanna get into, cause I know this is a big topic for you, Dr. Artis about hospital protocols. So why don't you guys just uh, go ahead and start off like quick little backstory on who you are, what you're about, and then we'll get into these protocols.
1: Sure, I'll kick it off. Uh, and I wanna give kudos to you mentioning Scott Jensen. He's actually running for governor of Minnesota right now. And I've been able to meet him and interview him several times. He's a great guy, and uh, yes, he has been very upset about uh, the medical tyranny, disinformation, misinformation, and mishandling of the ethics that every medical doctor takes to do no harm uh, and to be honest and ethical. So there are there are multiple medical groups, the AMA, uh, state boards, who are actually asking doctors, hospital administrators, are asking doctors to do things that go completely against their ethics and their Hi- Hippocratic oath. So uh, kudos to him for standing up the way he do- he's done. He's done a great job. All right. So I so what, what, I'm right yeah,
0: what, what got you got, what got you excited about helping people and getting into medicine?
1: Yeah. So my, yeah, the whole story is, is that my sister at age 11 was actually diagnosed with a rare autoimmune condition called systemic lupus erythematosus. And, uh, they were actually told, my parents were told that there was no known cure, no known cause for her lupus, there's just these three treatment options, these three drugs she's going to have to live on for the rest of her life. And by the way, these three drugs will cause kidney and liver failure over the next three decades, and she will most likely not live into her 40s. And then they said the actual drugs have side effects of stillbirths and birth defects. She'll never be a mother. And I literally, when I heard all this, I actually said to my parents, I'm not going to let some profession kill my sister because they don't know what's wrong with her. But that's not what my parents heard. My parents heard she has a terminal illness. That's not what I heard. I heard. We don't know what's wrong with her. We don't know how to fix it. And uh, these drugs are going to kill her over the next 30 years mm-hmm. and destroy her body. And she's not going to be able to have children as a result of our treatments. And for me, it wasn't true. For me, she, I knew she had something that triggered her underlying inflammation of all her joints. Uh, come for, full circle to understand that she actually had an underlying parasitic infection. Uh, and so we, we actually figured out what was causing it. I decided to go off to med school, applied to med school, got accepted, left there, went to chiropractic school, acupuncture school, became a clinical nutritionist, and then started using patients in Tennessee, where I started my first private practice, and then in Dallas, Texas for the last 10 years, and was using patients to figure out how do you uncover the underlying causes of diseases and reverse those. Then fast forward into COVID. So 2018, I sold my practice. Uh, My sister, by the way, just to fast forward, she actually has four children now, all full and healthy and well on her way to- Is she on those meds?
2: Did they they give her horse horse warmer?
1: (laughs) They did. They gave her Plaquenil, which is the anti-parasitic that they're telling you now is dangerous. It's hydroxychloroquine, which it is not, but they did not use ivermectin with her. And I didn't either. I I just use Chinese herbs with her that do the same thing. So uh, fast forward to COVID-19, early February, 2020, my father-in-law, my wife's dad, Weldon Frederick actually walked into a Dallas hospital with fever and a headache. This is before COVID hit Texas. There was no COVID in Texas at this time. This is the first week of February, 2020. They diagnosed him with the flu. Next day called us to say he had pneumonia. Day three called us to tell us now he's in acute kidney failure. Day five called us to tell us that he's now going in and out of consciousness. You may wanna get up here and see. So we did, only to find out he never tested positive for the flu, neither influenza A or B on his medical tests. He didn't test for pneumonia either, viral or bacterial. So I asked him to pull up the actual x rays from the pneumonia diagnosis on day two, only to see there were no cauliflower or cauliflower looking appearances of pneumonia on the x rays. There was a straight line of water in his lower lungs. That's called pulmonary edema. And I knew from seeing the bag of vancomycin hanging from his IV stand that uh, vancomycin causes acute kidney failure in some patients and i knew that that drug from the moment they put into put it into this 90 year old father in law of mine that overnight it caused acute kidney failure they had him on an iv bag of fluids and as they shut down his kidneys with his drug his body was filling with water first his abdomen it actually felt like a water balloon like a water bed when you touched it yeah swishing around and he was super thin before he went in there the, the water then goes and saturates around your heart inside the sac your heart sits inside of called the pericardium. Then the water floods into your lungs and it causes what's called pulmonary edema. They misdiagnosed him with pneumonia when it was really pulmonary edema and they were drowning him to death. Well, by the day by day six, when I went up there in the morning, he had had so much water in his abdomen and his lungs that he was now put on a mask forcing air into his lungs because he could not get enough air into his bloodstream for oxygen saturation levels to be normal. He was struggling to breathe, and that's because this drug was drowning him to death in his own fluids, causing acute kidney failure. There's only one set of organs that excretes water from your body. Actually, two. Your kidneys are the primary, then your sweat glands are number two. But his kidneys were being shut down, and then they're still pumping him full of fluid. And this is how they murdered my father-in-law in in nine days with these ill-advised protocols. I was kicked out of the hospital. They convinced my my wife's family to then put him on a morphine drip over a four-hour period and let him die which you overdose anybody on morphine it paralyzes your diaphragm and your heart you can't beat your heart anymore and you can't breathe anymore you actually kill them euthanize them with morphine that's, that's what happens that's what that's, happens when the that's issues. when
2: you found out about the euthanasia protocols basically
1: it's exactly right so next comes 3 months later in may i'm actually listening to new york doctors and hospital administrators reporting in the media that they are seeing something they've never seen when they started treating this respiratory virus they actually are stating on tv We've never seen a respiratory virus do this before. From the moment we start treating these COVID-19 patients in hospitals in New York, by day three, four, and five, they're all going into acute kidney failure. We don't have enough ventilators, and we don't have enough dialysis machines to handle the acute kidney failure from the virus. And I remember thinking, the actual doctors are being honest. They've never seen a respiratory virus do this before, because it never has, and it still never has, done that to the kidneys. But there is something that does do that to kidneys, and that's drugs. I actually thought it was vancomycin they must be treating all these COVID-19 patients with. So I went on to CDC.gov's website. CDC said on their website in early May that they have adopted the NIH's website protocol mandates for treatment of all COVID-19 patients in hospitals in America. So I went to the hyperlink. It took me to NIH.gov, and Anthony Fauci had a memo to all hospitals Mm -hmm. in the country. You are to only treat all COVID-19 hospitalized patients in America with an experimental drug called remdesivir. And he says there's two studies that support its use. I had never heard of this drug. And then the second part of the memo was no one can use hydroxychloroquine and it is not recommended. It's been found to cause heart failure in COVID-19 patients in an uh, international study and cause deaths to COVID-19 patients, which I was surprised because hydroxychloroquine has been safe and effective and FDA approved for 70 years. The second drug he bashes is chloroquine. And chloroquine, uh, he also says, is not shown to be warranted or efficacious for this virus. So I went back up to the top of the menu looking at this remdesivir, and he says, The basis for my decision, Anthony Fauci, to mandate or require that only people in America are treated with this experimental drug that is not FDA approved at the time to treat this COVID 19 virus is because in an Ebola study in 2018 and 19, remdesivir was found to be safe and efficacious against the Ebola virus. And he had a link to the New England Journal of Medicine study. And then he quoted a second study that in March, two months earlier, there was actually a study, a little cohort study, they call it, where Gilead Sciences, the makers and patent owners of Remdesivir, did a, did a study on COVID-19 patients from three countries, 53 patients from Japan, Canada, and America. And he said that it was found to be safe and efficacious there. So we're now making it the required drug of choice to be treated all COVID-19 patients in hospitals in America. Well, I just happened to be sitting there reading the memo and going, well, I've never heard of Rimdesivir. I'm going to click the studies and read them. Only to find out that- How the, dare you read? How dare I read? The Ebola study mm-hmm. that I opened up on New England Journal of Medicine that you can still go find. If you look at table two of that study, they actually found between November 2018 and August 19th, that actually the safety board, which is an independent group who's reviewing all the data in the study up to that point, found that remdesivir of the four experimental drugs in Africa on all Ebola patients had the highest death rates of all four drugs at that point. As, it, as finding out this information, the safety board pulled remdesivir from the study and said it's no longer being allowed to continue. No other African people with the Ebola diagnosis can be given. This drug is too dangerous compared to the other three. But the second drug was actually put in that study by the United States Health Department Services. Department of Health and Human Services, and it was called ZMAP. It's actually a monoclonal antibody. They funded putting that drug into the study, and it was found to kill or have a mortality rate of 49.1% of all people they gave it to. So they pulled remdesivir at 53.7%, and they pulled ZMAP out of the trial because it killed half the people they gave it to. So now I know Anthony Fauci lied because remdesivir was not found to be safe and effective against the Ebola trial group. It actually was found to be the most dangerous and deadly and it got pulled from the study. And then I wanted to know, well, who funded this study? Miraculously, I couldn't believe it. Just look at the bottom of the actual New England Journal of Medicine research article. The only group that funded the whole study was Anthony Fauci's department of the NIH. It's called the NIAID, the National Institutes of Health, Allergies and Infectious Diseases Department, his department. And he assigned an NIH panel of nine or 10 doctors from NIH to review all the data the whole time and then had to assign, because they were the financial backer for this whole study, they had to assign an independent study group or safety board group to review the data also. That independent group's the one that pulled remdesivir and ZMAP from the study and left the other two drugs in called MAB114, which was a singular monoclonal antibody that you hear about in the media right now. And the fourth drug is called Regeneron, which you hear about right now in the media. These were found to be the two most successful drugs in the trial. And success was based on this. Regeneron had a mortality rate for all people given the drug of 33%. That's who died. 33% of all the Ebola people died on Regeneron.
0: Oh, that's a great drug.
1: A triple monoclonal antibody. The actual monoclonal antibody 114 that was put in by DARPA in this study It had a death rate of 35%. Now, my problem is, is in May, when I'm looking at the study, why didn't Anthony Fauci pick any of the other three drugs that had a lower mortality rate than remdesivir did? Why would he pick the one that had the highest death rate? I have the answer. Dr.
2: Doc, dr death falsey is going to pick the one that kills the most people probably
1: and obviously i knew then he's killing everybody so then the next part was is I, need, I knew he was lying now to the entire american public that remdesivir was found to be safe and effective it wasn't it was found to be the most dangerous then i clicked the second study because remember in the new york press releases they were saying we've never seen a virus do this before it's causing acute kidney failure and we need more dialysis machines So all I needed to see was what's the second study that he mentioned. So I clicked the cohort study that was done by Gilead in March, 2020, only to find that the conclusions of the actual Gilead funded 53 patients with COVID-19 study, they actually concluded that within 10 days, it was only a 10-day treatment of remdesivir. Within 10 days, 23% of everyone they gave that drug to had acute kidney failure, multiple organ failure, hypotension, and septic shock. Another 8% had to be taken off the drug between days five and 10 because they had such severe acute kidney failure and severe multiple organ failure and liver failure that they were going to die if they continued the drug treatment. That's 31% of everyone they gave that drug to. And that was the only two studies Anthony Fauci was quoting supports the use of this novel, experimental, never FDA approved drug called Remdesivir. And since May 2020, I've been screaming in the media to stay away from the hospitals because the actual mandated protocol is what's going to kill you. I am convinced 90% of everybody that died in hospitals, remember, less than 1% of the entire world that's been infected with COVID-19, less than 1% die. One. Why would you select a drug that in a trial killed 54% of everybody you gave it to And then why would you select it from a second study that causes 31% of all people you give it to between days five and 10 to actually suffer from acute kidney failure and liver failure? I would like to ask Dr. Ben Marble. Do you think individuals who actually have initial cytokine storm mucus production in their lungs trying to get rid of this respiratory virus, I want you to tell me, what do you think are the benefits to actually prescribing a drug that we now know two months earlier, we found that it causes <laughs> acute kidney failure and liver failure in addition Yeah. in 31% of everybody you give it to you? How do you think that's going to complicate or improve the lung situation? You got mucus in there. Now you're going to shut down their kidneys and flood their lungs with water. Also the end result, vent them all, right? Put them on a ventilator. Yep. It's yeah. just disgusting. It's
2: clearly going to make everything worse. Um, that's why I've taken to call it, calling it because uh, it's a horrible drug. It should be pulled off the market is the bottom line. But all the, you know, I'm always, I never want our patients to wind up in the hospital as a doctor in general, you don't want that to happen. But now since the COVID crisis has started, I am I really don't want my patients in the hospital because it seems like they're doing all the wrong protocols. They're given all the wrong drugs. They are not treating the patients appropriately. And uh, your, your odds of dying go up so dramatically if you wind up in the hospital. Certainly if you get intubated, it's over 90% death rate. So um, I, you know, early treatment, the, the good news is early, early multi-drug treatment is the uh, solution. You know, we've delivered, uh, we've treated over 32,000 COVID patients now. I mean, literally uh, I, my team and me uh, have treated more COVID patients than any doctors on the planet. So I kind of know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Um, Early multi-drug treatment works. We, we've delivered treatment to over 32,000 patients. We've only had four patients die. That's a survival rate of 99.99%. Game over. Early treatment is the answer. Now I would say this, um, uh, I don't recommend lethal injections for my patient. No patient should get a lethal injection. I'll never recommend lethal injections for my patients. So point of that is multi-drug early treatment will work, but if you take a lethal injection, like if you take a bunch of arsenic or something, then you know nothing's gonna save you. Now, if you've already been tricked into taking a lethal injection and you somehow managed to survive, uh, then the multi-drug early treatment, if you do wind up getting COVID or one of the variants down the road, the multiple drug early treatment works really well for people who've already had, had the shot. I've had many, many patients that have already uh, taken uh, the shot that uh, we still treated. We, we, we don't discriminate against anybody. We treat all of our patients, whether they're uh, vaccinated or unvaccinated, we treat everybody the same. And uh, so we will still deliver, you know, multiple drug early treatment to as many people as we can trying to save as many, life, as many lifesavers as we can. And what we're seeing across America in general is we have people um, <clears throat> following what I call Falsy science. And I, I do call him Dr. Death Falsy because it seems like all his decisions are designed to maximize death as proven by the simple fact that the United States has the highest COVID death toll on the planet. So we've been following all of his recommend, all of Dr. Death's uh, falsies, recommendations, mass social distancing, lockdowns, all these things that we now know do not work at all. And that gave us the highest death toll on the planet. So if we keep following those same things and going, doubling down on them, then next year, we're going to have the highest death toll on the planet. So the p- bottom line is doctors need in mass across the world, need to reject, uh, Fauci's, uh, policies. Uh, we need to start delivering early treatment to the masses around the world, not just America, but globally, this needs to happen. Uh, because early multiple drug treatment, uh, using the McCulloch protocol, it works. That's what Joe Rogan took, he took them. I don't know if he's aware of it, but he took the McCulloch protocol that, uh, we helped co-write, uh, Dr. McCulloch came up with that. He first released the first early treatment manual back in uh, August. And then we updated it. We included the monoclonal antibodies on, uh, December the 30th, the second uh, version of that was released, which I was lucky enough to co-author with many other doctors, Dr. Uh, Zelenko and, uh, many other, uh, members of D- Dr. Littell and, uh, I-, I could name, there's over 50 doctors that are listed on that. So it'd take a while to name all their names, but the bottom line is multiple drug early treatment works. Includes monoclonal antibodies. We, we customize it for each patient. And, uh, you know, some people may get one drug and other patient may not get that same exact drug, but there's multiple different drugs. There's not just one drug. There's no one miracle cure. If, there, if, if you want to use the word cure, the cure is early treatment uh, with multiple different drugs, some of which are prescription, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, prednisone, budesonide, phenofibrate uh, Zithromax or doxycycline. And then sometimes we use, uh, colchicine and a few others. Those are the prescription only drugs, but there's also over-the-counter supplements. There's vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, zinc, of course, uh, uh, and a, and a few others. And then the beauty of, of what we do is we combine those prescription drugs with the over-the-counters. But the main thing we do is we give people a free, easy way to talk to healthcare, to talk to doctors, to get questions answered, to help deliver hope to eliminate the fear. Fear has no place here in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, We've got this massive global mass psychosis going on right now. I call it the medical Marxist COVID cult. They're just brainwashed, drinking the Kool-Aid, everything Fauci says, Fauci, Dr. Death Falsy is the new Hitler basically is what I'm gonna go ahead and say it because he is. If you compare 2021 to 1941, in, in 1941, they had swastikas. What do we have now? We have masks. Mass serves no purpose, a swastika served no purpose, but it lets everybody know you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, they had bullets in 1941. What do we have? We have vaccines. scenes. Uh, they had concentration camps. Uh, what do we have? We have hospitals with euthanasia protocols. Um, th- the Jews in 1941 are now the unhacked. If you're not vaccinated, you're treated like a Jew uh, back in, in 1941. Uh, in 1941, they had Hitler. We have... Dr. Death falsy. So the, you know, those who don't know history are doomed to repeating it. And we are repeating it right now on a global scale. It, it's, it's unprecedented. You know, we always wondered how did the Germans fall for that brainwashing of Hitler? And, you know, this is something I heard so many times growing up and it's like, well, now, you know, this is how people fall for mass global psychosis, brainwashing. Now, what's the motivation? Money is follow the money. It's all about the money. Pfizer, Moderna, their stocks are at all-time high right now. Who's making all that money? The billionaire elite. So it's falsy science. The billionaire elite, they pay for all the science, all the studies that get done. They got to be funded by somebody. Well, they only publish the results of the ones that make them money. And then the nine, you know, if they've got one study that has good results they like, and there's nine studies that don't, they just bury those nine studies that they don't like. And then they just push the one that actually makes them money. So that's not real science. That's fake science. That's why I call it falsy science. So we have... Dr. Death Falsy, we have Falsy Science, we have Falsy News propagating uh, uh, all the Falsy Science, Falsy Doctors in Falsy Hospitals, killing people as if it's, you know, the cool thing to do. And we're just following orders. We're just following the protocols. Well, doctors and nurses across America, you guys need to walk out of your jobs. Uh, if they're going to try to force you to get take a poison lethal injection, you guys need to start standing up for what's right and do the right thing quit being a bunch of cowards, stop worrying about protecting your career, start doing the right thing for your patients. Your patient's lives are more important than one job. Uh, You know, you took an oath to first do no harm. I'm calling out all these cowardly, falsy doctors across America. You guys really suck and are doing a horrible job. You're killing your patients. And you need to. It's not too late. The good news is you can start prescribing. You can you can join the early treatment squad, the the free doctor team, and uh, start delivering early treatment. Start prescribing. You know, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, prednisone. These are simple drugs. That, you know, you have you have a COVID's a simple uh, illness. You've got the viral load to worry about. You've got inflammation to worry about, and you have clots to worry about. Well, uh, if you're you're worried about your patient getting clots, get them on some aspirin, maybe some Plavix, maybe. Uh, some Lovinox or or whatever blood thinner you prefer. If they're having inflammation problems, use anti-inflammatories. This is not rocket science. This is common sense foundation of medicine. All illnesses are best treated early. Uh, You know, if you have cancer, do you wait until you're at stage four to treat it or do you treat it as early as possible? Obviously, you treat it as early early as possible. Basically, like, I won't be surprised, like, if next week Fauci comes out with a new policy where they announce that they're going to start treatment after the funeral. Because right now, as of right now, today, the current recommendation, zero treatment until you're after you're in the hospital. This is complete. This is bad medicine. These are bad doctors, bad medicine. You never wait to treat an illness until you're in the hospital. That's just stupid. It's not, well, you can make an excuse and say it's stupid. It's not stupid. It's just truly evil.
0: You guys are fired up be, and I really, I really appreciate it a, a lot. It's be your um,
1: easiest interview ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually I'm the one that's talking all the time, but I love, I love it when I get interviewed. But so um, you, you mentioned something, Dr. Marble, I think is um, that a lot of people can relate to because first off the average American I grew up low, low income, middle, low middle-class America. I grew up on a farm, you know, out in the middle of the sticks, hunting and fishing and, 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 you know, most people's, you know, the average American speaks at a fifth grade level, kind of simpletons, you know, you know, big words like remdesivir and stuff kind of gets lost in the minutiae. It's kind of like watching the peanuts and the teacher comes on. It's like, woah 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 we mm-hmm. just, we, people just don't get it. So we get lost in the drugs and the trials and who to trust. And, you know, for years, there's been programming and programming and programming, you go to your doctor, doctors are gods, whatever they say, you drop it, and you do it. And you you don't question it. I mean, you just don't question that's they they did a really good job of marketing that and putting these people up on pedestals. But, you know, when I tell people, it's like, look, doctors have very high suicide rates compared to the general public. Um, If your doctor or your healthcare practitioner is overweight, or they're not healthy, why would you take advice from them? If they can't do it for themselves, that'd be the first thing I'd look at. But, you know, we talked about following the money, and you know, I looked this up, and Pfizer in 2011 till 2020 was down 22.4 billion dollars in sales. 22.4 billion. So what people don't realize is that single molecule drug manufacturers are going out of business. That's what was happening. And what what we've alluded to, and what we figured out over here, is that 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 operation warp speed. Push, pushing these vaccines out was a big pharma bailout. That's what Trump did, just like uh, Obama bailed out the banks. This wasn't about rushing medicine to people or helping people. And, and like you guys said, if this one size fits all medicine is not the case, you, you at your freedoctor.com, you're doing personalized precision medicine with the right person, the right medicine for the right time, right? For the right, right, right person there. And I think that's a good thing. And You know, if you look at the vaccine industry, it's growing at 17% a year. And thanks to the Kennedys and the 1986 Vaccine Act, you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer. But vaccines are safe. They're safe. Why would we? Well, why'd they pass that act? Because vaccine companies were going out of business because they were getting sued too much. So they passed the act. You can't sue them. We got to save medicine. And and then, um, but they're safe. But, you know, there's this thing called the vaccine court. And there's been over $4 billion paid out. So you can't sue them directly but I guess there's like a tax you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but there's a tax on every drug that's sold that goes to this vaccine court to pay out people that are maimed or injured you know or killed um, for the for the survivors and 4 billion's been paid out but they're safe. So it's so, always it's always about follow the money following mm-hmm. the freaking money. So this 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 has nothing to do with health. This, well, this is all about well, money.
2: Because you pointed out something in uh, I love President Trump. I think he's the best president of my lifetime by far. In fact, I created the first President Trump page on Facebook back in 2015, before a year before he even became president. Mm-hmm, Wound up, mm-hmm. I've been in Facebook jail for six years now. Um, but the point I'm getting at is uh, the biggest mistake he made as president was uh, the lethal injection rollout. Uh, he needs to, re- it seems like he listened to the falsies. He's not a doctor. He listened to Fauci. He, he listened to the, to the, all the wrong people and let them proceed with this program thinking it was going to be great. And, and, uh, you know, he th- thought he was doing the right thing, but now we know he did the wrong thing. And, uh, I really wish I would like to speak directly to president Trump. Uh, you're, I'm your biggest fan, but please. Uh, you, if you ever want to have a hope to run for re-election, you have to come out against uh, this poison. You have to come out against these lethal injections, especially in pregnant women. I mean, this is such an easy call. Or people who've you know, if you break down who who they're trying to give the shots to, um, pregnant women. That's a no-brainer. No pregnant woman should take an experimental medicine of any sort. Um, people who've already had COVID, you have natural immunity. Nobody who's had who's already had COVID needs a a lethal injection, uh, because it's zero reward, all, all risk, all risk, no reward. That's not, nobody needs, they don't need that medicine. So, uh, I really wish Trump would come out and it's the, the, the evidence is all, all in the, I don't really like to call them vaccines because they're not real vaccines. They're fake vaccines. They redefine the word vaccine to include gene therapy. This is gene therapy. They yeah, they had to, it they it had to
0: change the definition. They I remember really reading, redefine reading the that, word
2: reading vaccine that. to include gene therapy. Well, this is just evil. You have your God-given genetic code, right? And man thinks he's smart enough to alter what God has made. And somehow improve upon it i think that's a horribly bad idea it's mad science that's out of control this is like a jurassic park movie and dr death falsie is the lead bad guy
0: yeah is how you i know, see it and you
2: know, it's viruses instead of dinosaurs
0: dr marble well um said, dr Marble, dr Marble, i have a uh a, a question or a statement so i i i could go to my closet over here and i got make america great again hats i gave thousands of dollars to trump um I was a business owner an entrepreneur I was giving money there and I was thinking, okay, he's going to handle everything. And I realized that I need to get involved um, because of the, what what, what you just talked about. I was very disappointed and I thought it was part of a military rollout to set up military for a coup. I didn't know what was going on, but the reality is, is when I did my homework, he, he, you're right. He bailed out big pharma and like, and like Dr. Artis said, he wanted to get to the root of the issue. That's why he got into medicine from his sister's problem, right? Get to the root. So I actually, you know, my podcast here is it's more about health, but, you know, the damn politicians and the laws they're writing are affecting our health. So I'm, I'm very adamant about this right now. So I've, I've done some a lot more digging on Trump and I, I put some stuff together. I'll run it by you guys and you guys can take it and do whatever you want with it. But the reality is, is he ran on, you know, the slogan was make America great again. Right. But the other slogan that was huge was lock her up, lock her up. And that happened, it was a big, it was, it was t-shirts and all this stuff. And he said, if I'm appointed president, I will hire a special prosecutor. He said it multiple times and you will be investigated for emails and all this stuff that you've done Hillary. And after he got elected, he never did that. And in fact, I saw a speech where he was talking and he mentioned Bill and Hillary doing something. And this guy in the front row was like, lock her up. And the whole crowd was like, you know, yelling. Yeah. And he's like, well, That played well before the election but now not so much and i was it's on tape and i'm just like what do you mean played well you like you played us and then at the very end at the capitol building he said he was gonna he you know he did the speech he goes i'm gonna be right there with you and then he got in his motorcade and his left a real leader would have went hand in hand with people and did a a, you know a, um, a, a peaceful protest at the capitol building so I am not a Trump supporter anymore, I think he's part of what we call the not so obvious establishment, he just drives people back into the establishment and like somebody told me, you know, he might have done a lot of good things because I was like well he did, he got us out of the Paris Accords and doing all this other stuff and, you know, they said look, alcoholics that beat their wives will from time to time buy them uh, a birthday present or take them out to dinner, but at the end of the day they're beating their wives. And we have to look at what President Trump and President Obama and President Bush and President Clinton have delivered us. They've delivered us a D minus in infrastructure, which is the number one uh, correlation to public health, you know, and um, 25% unemployment. And we're looking at mass mandates and forced vaccinations. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think you're right on. I, all yeah. of us have been disappointed. Uh, I, I voted for Trump, sure. <laughs> I was disappointed that he's ever even stated since the vaccines have rolled out to encourage people to get vaccines. I, I don't understand this. It, it's a yeah. big question mark for me. I don't understand it. People ask me all the time. Why do you think Trump did it? And I'm like, I don't know. Go Trump.
0: Yeah, we're kind <laughs> of, in it. Is- you know, it's a shit show right now. And he's with, you know, selling tickets for 40, $50 a seat to see somebody punch Evander Holyfield in the face. Like, is he really concerned about our health? You know they've raised like
1: as concerned as I am and Doctor Marble are. That's why we're in the media nonstop trying to get people to stop going to ICUs, stop going there. Nobody needs to go there. You can actually survive COVID nineteen better at home, doing nothing or doing early treatment and contact myfreedoctor.com. They'll help. Yeah, Yeah. this this is the whole message. This this this
0: episode this episode is so important. I am skipping all commercial breaks. We're just going to keep going. So. The, the, the reality here is, is that, like, I had, a okay, my webmaster that runs the back end of my, my business, my online business, he's early 50s, overweight, not the best health, you know, dealing with some gout, he's doing all these protocols and stuff on his own, he's like, always got to do things himself, and his mom's in her late, early 70s, they're both from, uh, I'll think where it's from, so anyway, he has two nieces, he hasn't seen his nieces forever, right, Honduras, so they come up from Honduras, the only family he's seen in like 20, 30 years since him and his mom came up, right? Mom lives with him. And they decided it was a great idea to go get the free COVID vaccines. So they get vaccinated. Instantly, one of the young nieces gets sick, they shed to, to mom and dad. Meaning mean, they they, you know, these spike proteins, they come out of your pores, whatever you breathe it, however, they got on him and his mom. He gets sick, his mom gets sick, they go to the IC, they go into the hospital, they go into ICUs. And I was, dude, I'm like begging him, I'm like, you have got to get high dose vitamin C IVs. We've got to get zinc into you. We've got to get the quercetin. We can do 400,000 international units, uh, 400,000 international units of vitamin A pulmonate, 50,000 international units of vitamin D for a couple of days with a maintenance dose, iodine, iodine. We have all this stuff. And he, he's like, the doctors won't do it. They're attorneys and blah, blah, blah. I had a nurse practitioner ready to come meet with him and be his patient advocate. And he just wouldn't do it. And he's dead. He freaking died. And his mom died in the ICU, but not after, you know, whatever they make 10,000 bucks a day in ICU. It's plus a
2: demonstration of the fact that the hacks are the real COVID carrier super spreaders. That's the lie in the media, the falsy news spreading the falsy science and the falsy narrative. It's just a great lie. The real uh, super spreaders are those who have already taken the lethal. Yeah. Medication.
0: You're, you, you've, you are spreading the spike protein. Now let, let's look at, um, uh like israel they're like 100 vaccinated yet they have the biggest breakouts right it's
2: it's it, this is
0: so simple. there's no fucking the, breakouts it's you freaking injected the, people the with countries
2: it with the highest uh, rates of, of of taking the vaccine have the highest covid rates it's it's so obvious for example in israel they just released a study recently the death rate of those who'd already taken the vaccine was five times higher than those who did not when you get COVID. And, and to me, a, it should be game over. Anybody with a brain with more than two brain cells should know: don't take lethal injections; they're not good for you, uh, and do take early treatment.
1: Yeah, another thing too with the Israel studies and experience: August 1st is when they rolled out the booster shots, the third shots. Yeah, and they have rates now not of just COVID cases; their hospitalized COVID-19 cases are at a peak, higher than the highest peak. In 2020, it's
2: going to keep picking. And it
1: it was like a 98% vaccinated rate for the whole country before they rolled out the boosters. So I thought it was brilliant to hear the country of Sweden come out and say, we're not allowing people from Israel. We're not allowing people from the United States. They picked three countries and said, you guys are banned from coming into our country. The highest vaccinated countries. They said, you're not allowed to come because y'all keep spreading. The other countries are allowed
2: to tell real science a little more than we are here. Um, Uh, But i was so glad when they did that, because that's the message people need to be aware of. You need to treat anybody who's had the vaccine as if they have active COVID, especially pregnant women. You need pregnant women need to avoid being around anybody who's recently been vaccinated. We had one case, a lady was 34 weeks pregnant. She hung out with somebody who'd had the vaccine the day before and had a miscarriage. There's a lot of reports like that.
1: Okay, so can I reference that real quick? Yeah. Everybody around listening to this is going to go, but I haven't read those documents. I haven't seen that stuff. Is that real that a pregnant person being around someone who's vaccinated might be in danger? If you look at the Pfizer trial documents, it's actually 146 pages. Just go download it, type in Google or DuckDuckGo and type in Pfizer COVID-19 trial documents. It's 146 pages. It lays out all the parameters, all the rules, all the restrictions for everybody inside the study. Look at pages 46 through 50 just go there, it actually states in those four pages that if someone gets the shot during the trial, and then they leave and go into a room, and they are exposed to a pregnant woman who's not in the trial, and that pregnant person, it actually states, shares the same air in the room that this vaccinated person has actually breathed, if they touch the skin of the trial participant, the trial participant is supposed to go back to the sponsor who's overseeing his trial shots for Pfizer. And the sponsor is to immediately warn the Pfizer safety board that a serious adverse event has occurred to the pregnant woman and her baby. And then the sponsor for the person that gave the person the shot, who has now been exposed to a pregnant person just by breathing the same air, they are being told to actually follow the pregnant person for up to six months. To determine if the baby termi- the pregnancy terminates early, if there's birth defects, if the baby dies, and then there's a self-abortion, uh, this is what they're being told. Now, the truth is, the Pfizer sponsors or the Pfizer Safety Board, because the pregnant woman is not a trial participant, it's actually in the documents that if the pregnant woman loses her baby, has a miscarriage, and they're having the sponsors follow them for six months because of exposure. And to report that back to the safety board, the safety board actually states they don't have to actually report this as a serious side effect to the vaccine trial. But they're expecting the sponsors to follow them for six months and yeah. report back to
2: damage. That's what, what's going on is, is the medical Marxist COVID cult members are in control of all the alphabet agencies, the CDC, the FDA, <laughs> CNN, FBI, CIA, I could go on and on. But they're in control, and they're ignoring all the rules. FDA, if you if you have a new drug, uh, if it has more than 25 deaths, they're supposed to pull that drug off the market. Well, look at openveris.com. We've got 20,000-something uh, deaths uh, after uh, the COVID vaccine. So for those 20,000 people that, have that been died, been definitely a lethal injection
1: for them. Yep. And the centers, the centers for Medicare Services, CMS.gov, has reported into their database per one whistleblower. That forty-five thousand people have been reported dead into that database within three days post the shots three days yeah,
2: yeah of course i guess harvard did a study where only one percent of VARs are reported you know if yep. you try to report something to bears it takes over a half an hour and if you have like 30 or 40 patients waiting to be seen are you going to sit on a computer screen for a half an hour while patients are waiting most doctors aren't the reality is most doctors are not reporting the bad side effects. So the Harvard did the study, they said that only about 1% of the side effects actually and deaths actually get reported. So if it, if the numbers, you know, 20,000 deaths, then it's probably closer to 200,000. Uh, that's pretty frightening. This should really disturb everybody. I, it's, I've been saying this since back in March, the, the, all the COVID vaccines need to be pulled off the market. Uh, in dude,
0: it's like, that's so bad. It's like. But they won't The title of this show should be just like warning pregnant women, but the reality is it's affecting all of us. If if somebody goes into a room with somebody else that just had the vaccine, you're, you're picking, you're going to get, you're going to get shedded onto, it's going to come into your body through the air. It's your you touch, whatever. That's and, the big
2: problem and, because apparently about 5 billion doses have been given. Now I'm, you know, I personally, my personal thoughts on this is very simple. I came to the conclusion uh, many, many months ago after reading thousands of articles and studying. All sorts of things. There's a thing called Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor is the simplest explanation is usually the correct explanation. And the simplest explanation is this: vaccine program is really a coal of the human herd. It's a kill shot program designed to kill people. I honestly believe that's what's going on. That's my personal opinion. And when you take that approach and and think that, then all their decisions make a lot of sense. You know, if you look at the Georgia Guidestones, the Georgia Guidestones, the billionaire put up. Uh, they are stated in population goal, their population goal is half a billion people. Well, we're currently at 8 billion. That means they want 7.5 billion people to die. Now there was a Ted talk many years ago from bill cemetery gates. Uh, you, you can look at bill <laughs> and you'll see it. I made that site. Uh, one of the many sites I made. Uh, and he gives a Ted talk about how he's, he's going to use vaccines to reduce global population by a billion. Now. Anybody who knows anything about medicine, unless the vaccines are killing people, that TED talk makes no sense at all. But now that we know how many people are dying from these shots, it makes a lot more sense.
0: Well, here's the problem is that, you know, again, decent, and that's the key word here, decent, hardworking people that just want to go to work and raise their families and go to the baseball games and watch their grandkids hit the T-ball they don't think that way it's very hard for decent average americans and, and let's just say working class it's not just americans this is a this is a worldwide issue and i know without in my heart that the working class people of america have more in common with the working class people in afghanistan in russia in china in thailand in venezuela than people even have a clue We are not different. We are just, we're all good, decent people. And it's hard for us to believe that people would be so malicious. This
2: level of evil exists. That's for certain Mm -hmm. people are, a lot of people have their heads buried in the sand or not paying attention to what's really going on. I would say this. The science is we can design a lethal injection to kill you in seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or years. Now, if if a lethal injection kills you in a few seconds or minutes, then everybody knows it's a lethal injection. But if it takes months or years to kill you, then you can blame it on anything but the injection. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're at with this. I think if you look at, uh, what is it, uh, Vanden Bosch, he uh, estimates that most people are gonna be dead that take these in 36 months. So if that's the case, and five billion doses have already been given, what's coming going forward, then all the 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 massive wave of deaths is just starting is the point I'm getting at. So if five billion people die in the next two or three years, that'll be the greatest mass die off that's ever occurred in human history. And it'll cause the greatest depression ever, it'll overwhelm all healthcare systems, and we'll have a complete societal breakdown, globally. So hopefully, I'm wrong. And that doesn't happen. Uh, You know, my sister took the shot. So you know, certainly, I do hope I'm wrong. Uh, But knowing what I know and reading all the articles and, and science I've read on this subject, it seems to be that uh, th- these shots are designed to kill people.
0: Well, let's talk about that two things, say. guys. Number one, for me, you know, it's like uh, I never thought that there was bad people doing this stuff, but you know, I ended up bleeding rectally. I was, had eczema, overweight, all these health issues had to have surgery. And um, I realized after I learned reading labels it's like only thing that matters is the ingredients. So, what are the
1: ingredients
0: in these so-called vaccines?
2: Well, that's a great mystery, isn't it? Have they
1: released well, underneath yet? the emergency use authorization. They don't have to disclose all their ingredients, and they can be free to change them. In fact, Moderna, in the very beginning of the emergency use authorization, had two patented ingredients in their actual shots. The last I saw, the numbers up to seven. Yeah. So they're so allowed they're- to do this until the FDA approval comes, yeah. and then they have to fund their own research studies every time they want to change the actual ingredients. So during the EUA, they're allowed to put whatever they want in there. We still don't even know what's in there. We,
2: we really don't know. We have some teams testing samples to try and find out what's exactly in them. But nobody Yeah, but you got to know it. what you're
0: looking for. That's tough. So the reality is, speaking, is, you don't know what's in, it, right? knows what's in it. You don't know what's in it. So all my listeners might have heard the story before. But the reality is, is like, let's say your mom has a award winning, you know, brownie recipe, and she won at the county fair and she's going on to nationals or whatever. Right. And um, would you eat those brownies? If there's just a little teeny bit of cat poop in there, would you, <laughs> would you not eat those brownies?
2: No, no, probably not you,
0: not. you know, it's like, I think I'll pass on the cat shit. I'm okay with it, but here's the reality. If that cat was out there in the field, eating an organic mouse and the, <laughs> and the crop wasn't sprayed with pesticides and fungicides and herbicides and larvicides, you know, I'd rather have that brownie with a little bit of cat poop in it than take a vaccine or a shot or have anything, whether it's soap or a pill or any. I do my what's more sacred than what goes in your body and those vaccines going in through the skin. You know, that could be considered a form of rape. It's penetration, right? Oh, yeah. Forcing, you know, it's forced you know, rape. rape. That's what it is. Hide so
2: your kids hide so. your wife, hide your husband. They need to raping everybody out here.
0: <laughs> so listen to this, peeps. If you go to your doctor, my question to ask them is like, hey, What's the ingredients? Please explain it to me in detail. And if they get upset and start, calling, what are you questioning my authority? You might want to turn around and walk out because they don't even know. Okay, the reality is they don't know, and they have such a huge ego that they're gonna, you know, just get mad at you. This is what happens. Very few of these doctors will. I mean, they're not really that smart. Let's be honest. I mean, the, the surgeons have to be smart. They actually solve a problem, but a lot of these doctors are just like, um, well. You have this problem; it's this pill. You have that problem; it's this pill. It's like plug and play. They're not really, really doing that much. And then, unfortunately, I will say this: they're the good boys and girls in the equation because they initially, again, they wanted to help people. But it's just the system's broken. They're not trained that well, that well. They're just not trained that well. So, all right, let's. I want. I want to talk about people that have been vaccinated already. What do they do? Do you guys have any? besides boosting your immune system, which is what we're all about over here. But how, how, what do you guys have for that?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of medical doctors that are out there. I'm not sure what Ben Marble's take on this, but I've heard a ton of medical doctors say that are in groups of mine that I work with and I interview that we go around doing speaking engagements who actually say, you know, once you get the vaccine, you can't unvaccinate. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Uh, but I've lived in a world for the last 20 years trying to educate people how you can reverse autoimmune diseases that medical doctors have told you, you can't live without. Right, right, right. So their right. training has been... You can't reverse this, you will live with it for life. And the truth is, no, you don't, not 95% of you. I've actually figured out how to identify what's the underlying cause for those conditions, detox them, killing off whatever the parasite, fungal, bacterial, viral underlying infection might be. And then actually watching the bodies heal. So for me, it has been from the beginning. If there was anything I could offer in the way of hope to people, you have got to. And I know Dr. Ben Marble agrees with me here. You have to put trust in the immune system the immune system God put in there. And I gotta just trust that what he put in there can help thwart the agenda of the man-made toxins that we are trying to inject into us. So there are what are called T cells. T cells, the T stands for thymus. Your bone marrow makes white blood cells that your thymus then redirects as T cells to target various bacteria, virus, or cancer cells in your body. And that includes coronaviruses of all types. And for all of you in the world who don't know this, coronaviruses have been around forever. They're called cold viruses. Every cold virus you've ever had is a coronavirus. So these aren't new. These aren't magically, they just showed up out of a cave one day. No, these have actually been around forever. There's four. And they have, does this virus activity. have a patent on it? Uh, these, this actual virus and the spike proteins on it have patents on it since 1999. Our US government has filed for patent rights on all the variants you've already seen for COVID-19 and the original SARS-CoV-2. Well, that's a
2: large part of why I call him Dr. Death Falsy, because he paid for the creation of this. Everybody knows that he did it openly in public, uh, used Wuhan to create the Frankenstein virus that is now called COVID-19.
0: Yeah, they He's they denied that. And it actually, started, it actually started in like Tennessee and didn't a whole bunch of scientists revolt and say, hey, look, we're going yeah, to shut you down. Seen. They moved it to Wuhan. They said it didn't exist. Now they're admitting that yeah, it did come from Wuhan. It's not from bat soup or whatever. And, 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 and then now there's, there was patents on it before it even hit the scene. So if our own government has patents on a virus and the spike proteins before we even knew about it, can't people just pause for a moment and ask why? Isn't that not make sense? I mean,
1: all about I mean, the money. You can't well, patent something you didn't all create. About the money. You can't patent anything you didn't create. So I do want to just answer your question real quick, because I don't know how much longer I have, but I want to make people aware that I created what's called a C-19 Disease Prevention Cocktail. It's a list of four nutrients that are proven to either bind to and remove things as toxic as ionized radiation that was found at Chernobyl in Russia and at Fukushima in Japan, the nuclear leaks of cesium 137 which is an ionized form of radiation that we all know ionized radiation is super dangerous and deadly to the human body. They found that every child, teenager, within just a few years of exposure to all of these toxins of ionic radiation in both places, they found that one thing that could be used was apple pectin. And when you put apple pectin powder in the mouth orally into these children, adults, and teenagers, it actually would bind to cesium-137 active ionized radiation and draw it out of the body 64% all out in four weeks. Now, there has not been any detection or testing that we have found that shows that ionized radiation is in these vials for Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. I haven't heard that yet. So if there's any toxic chemicals in there, it's not ionized radiation. Well, if apple pectin can do that, I've actually put into my disease prevention cocktail, apple pectin, magnesium at certain doses, selenium, and also vitamin C at certain doses specific for all ages, children and adults, that is proven to actually cover and coat and protect cells of every tissue in the body at best as possible from spike proteins, viruses, poisons, drugs, pharmaceuticals, even, and illegal drugs and ionized radiation. So if people went to, and I'll just throw it out there so people can get it. The D R A R D I S show.com. The doctor If you go there and put in your email, a 67 page COVID-19 documents going to come with all of the outlined Fauci's Remdesivir's deadly pro- protocol, how he outlined it, how he knew everything before he instantly, instituted it and then there's a separate 20-page research-backed disease prevention cocktail with doses of those four things you need and so if you just go there put in your email all that gets sent to you
0: yeah that's awesome We'll we'll as
1: many people as possible
0: well we'll put it in the show notes you know uh i think it was april of 2020 uh the actually mainstream media leaked this out and i couldn't believe it so i actually made a copy of it i was trying to pull it up i got tons of stuff here but i have a hard copy of it the los angeles times talked about dr ryan pageant you guys know this dude i don't yeah so he was just he's a medical doctor up in seattle and he was treating elderly covid patients right in the beginning of the whole thing and he got sick himself now him being a former you know uh like college football star he was in the like the i think he was in like in the rose bowl he played for northwestern he's like a six foot four 250 pound dude super healthy he's like i didn't think i was going to get it and then he went into the death protocol and very quickly as soon as they put him on the respirator his kidneys and lungs and heart were failing and they thought he had maybe two days to live. So his buddies up there, the other doctors were like, Oh, we gotta do something. So they did this. They said it was a wild experimental treatment. They put him on an immunosuppressant drug. And this is in the high, this is in the Los Angeles times, a high dose vitamin C IV. And within a week or two, he was fine. He was out of the hospital and he was back to work. So, well, you know, they leaked the high dose year. vitamin C IVs. Are you guys recommending that to your patients?
2: Yeah, I am. I, I do. I took When I got COVID, I took high-dose d- high vitamin C IV myself.
1: This is, this is huge, too, for your audience. January 2020, China figured out that the pneumonia being caused in the Wuhan, people that got sick in November 2019, before they identified that it was COVID pneumonia. Mm-hmm. In January 2020, they already had completed research studies that high-dose intravenous vitamin C at 25,000 milligrams daily. They found that within five days, one hundred percent of all people went home totally well, yeah. they recovered yeah. from COVID pneumonia. So yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, I doctor, dose vitamin yeah, no. C works. Oral vitamin C works for preventative, and that's why it's a part of my cocktail. Yeah, iodine,
0: iodide's good. Um, there's just a, there's just so many natural things. You know, people think like back in the day, it's like scurvy, right? It's like oh, you had a disease. No, you had a vitamin C deficiency. So it's, I mean, I have a paper right here that says that doctors are actually getting censored on vitamin C. They're like going in Uh, and and, anything
2: that works, you get censored on anything that works. Dr. McCulloch was trying to recommend uh, nasal washes with uh, just a couple of drops of betadine and some saline, and they're giving him a hard time for that. That's just such a simple, easy thing to do.
0: Doctors uh, risk censure to try to using treatment with long history of safety vitamin yeah, they're c coming
2: after my license right now i mean the state of kansas is trying to take my license because of how dare me prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for people Ooh, i'm so horrible you know it's nuts so uh, uh, going forward what we need if people want to be alive in five years from now they need to do a couple of simple things they need to not take lethal injections and they need to do take uh multiple drug early treatment If they get COVID also avoid, uh, hospitals and the, uh, euthanasia protocols, because I know I don't want any patient of mine to wind up in the hospital right now, because here's, what's important. whether you want to live the doctor, you choose. If you choose a falsy doctor, your odds of dying go way up. If You choose a member of the free doctor team or other doctors that are aligned with us and actually delivering early treatment, your odds of survival go way up. That's the bottom line. We need people in the streets protesting all these politicians. These mandates are insane. All this mess that Dementia Joe's doing, trying to force everybody to get vaccinated. It's just nuts. Like on the military. What are they trying to do? Force this on the military? Are they trying to destroy the U.S. military? Sure seems like the goal. Sure seems like that's what the goal is, is to destroy America, to usher in the one world government for the
1: great new reset. That's what they're doing. And we have about five minutes in studio. So come up with some good questions.
0: All right, man. Well, I think you guys covered a lot. I mean, we could talk unless you guys have anything specific for like, you know, afterwards when people lose their smell and taste. Um, We've been using um, uh, hyperbaric oxygen three days a week, along with some other protocols. What do you guys have for that?
1: Well, I think it's great. One of the things that I keep recommending to people who ask me, which are by the thousands, that have this happen to them, is 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 oils. I mean, the nerves are primarily made up of fat, so you need to put healthy fats in. So 3,000 milligrams of any fish oil or omega-3s, along with the selenium. Selenium actually makes your, white bo- bone, your bone marrow produce more white blood cells. It also tells your liver to make more glutathione. Is there a certain amount many, of selenium? Yeah, it's 200 micrograms a day. 200 mcs okay
0: and we we really like uh mustard seed for our selenium that's the best source we believe in unless you have any other options
2: that's good
1: i do it isolated you can do it from mustard you can do it from brazil nuts you can do it wherever you want yeah that's cool
2: uh, artemisinin is wormwood yes Mm -hmm. Uh, i like that one uh uh, elderberry uh pine needle tea uh, yeah yeah so i'll just touch on this
1: so your ivermectin is what they is called or termed a zinc ionophore, right? It helps get zinc into the cells. Zinc is so important to protect you from viral infections. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing inside the cell that stops the virus from replicating inside the cell and diseasing it. So you need to get zinc into the cells. So everybody needs to be supplementing zinc. The, the huge, wonderful thing and blessing of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which are anti-parasitics. And Dr. Ben Marble can attest to this in pharmaceuticals. 80% of all of our drugs that are ever made in pharmaceuticals and that are patent are actually found in nature inside of plants so quercetin for example that's found in the round the rinds of different fruits quercetin was the base molecule to make quercetin and hydroxychloroquine so use quercetin which Ben marble mentioned earlier mm-hmm. you can use that if you can't get a hold of uh, hydroxychloroquine okay. and then ivermectin really structurally looks a lot like artemisinin and wormwood and this mm-hmm. is a very powerful non-dangerous anti-parasitic that has very much the same qualities of ivermectin with the zinc benefit to force it into the cells. Both of these products, wormwood and quercetin, naturally have the ability to protect the heme molecules on the outside of red blood cells, which is what the spike proteins of COVID-19 damage so that oxygen cannot bind to the red blood cells and bring your oxygen levels up to normal. That's why all these COVID patients have a difficulty breathing. They can't get enough oxygen into them because the SARS-CoV-2-2 spike proteins are actually knocking off the heme particles and you can't get oxygen to bind there. So that's the blessing of wormwood, the blessing of, uh, and then their like counterparts that are pharmaceutical medications, hydroxychloroquine, totally safe. Ivermectin, totally safe.
2: Oh, hydroxychloroquine, Ivermectin, they're both safer than Tylenol. If you add up the annual deaths from Tylenol alone, uh, is more than the sum total of all deaths from ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine combined in all the decades they've been used. I think it's like 30 or something, but you know, t- Tylenol kills like 400 people a year.
1: Actually it's 3000. Oh, is
2: it 3000? Okay. I knew it was higher in America. look at so many stats they're all jumbled in my head but yes everybody knows tylenol is over the counter but it's also a very dangerous drug and it's probably one of the leading top three causes of liver failure so to compare to claim ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine are dangerous is just proves how stupid you are people who say that are just idiots
1: well guys i appreciate i really appreciate you oh you're gonna say something Uh, the real takeaway from this entire thing is you can survive covid There's early treatment that is best. If you, if you need to have preventative prophylactic treatment at home, please go to myfreedoctor.com as a resource. And
2: late treatment is better than no treatment. So even if it's day seven or eight or whatever, still come, we can still get you treatment.
1: This is the, this is the number one message. You can't survive. Just stay away from the hospitals. Stay away from them. They're designed with protocols to damage you, kill you. There's a reason why the America United States of America that has 4.7% of the entire world's population has almost a quarter of all the COVID-19 deaths in the world. We have more deaths than any other nation in the world, and there's Mm -hmm. one place they're all dying.
2: Because the hospitals are doing everything wrong.
1: Using protocols that cause acute kidney failure, liver failure, complicating COVID pneumonia, actually pulmonary edema. I I
2: quit my job over that. I didn't tell you that. They, the, the three times in a row, I went to work and they tried to give me the COVID shot, right? And I said no thanks, and I had to sign a piece of paper. Uh, the next time I go to work, I show up uh, a week later. Oh, we got your COVID shot ready. You're going to take it this time, you know? There's a big outbreak. I was like, nope, not not taking it again. Third time they come to me. Are you ready to take the shot now? Like like they think the third time's the charm or something. I'm like, look. No, not only am I not going to take this shot, this will be the last shift you ever see me here because I will never come to this hospital again because you keep badgering me trying to force me to take this poison and I'm not going to take it. So nice knowing you guys. See you later. And I left. That was my last shift.
1: And you're still alive.
2: Yeah, I'm doing great.
1: And you've survived the, the waves of I mean, I got mean, I
2: got sick, and, but I'm still here. And I'm doing fine.
1: <laughs> you can't survive. That's the message. You can't survive. Yeah. And that's, that's really good. That
2: was the crazy thing about they're trying to force me to take it after I'd already recovered from it. And they knew I'd already had it because I was out for a few weeks. So they, uh, all the people they should have known not to try to give it to me because there's all risk, no benefit once you've already had it and you have natural immunity. So anyway, I'm just glad I have God give natural immunity and I'm here to talk about it.
0: Well, I really appreciate having you two on today. It was really a bonus to have you on Dr. Marble. Um, So I appreciate your guys' time. And again I again the takeaway here guys is drop the fear, turn off the news completely. There has
2: no place here.
0: Get outside, and, and, and get yeah, some yeah. sunshine, boost your immune system, get your vitamin D, hang out with friends unless they've had a vaccine. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the scary part. Like literally I've seen it happen where it's actually killed killed my uh, web guy. And um you know, boost your immune system, boost your immune system, boost your immune system. If you get to a point where you do get covid there's natural stuff and there's also pharmaceutical right. drugs that actually do work that've been around for 60 70 years that are safe if, safe, if you're really overweight safe and lose
2: that's weight that's another important thing yeah lose some weight lower your lose blood, weight pressure. If you blood pressure you're overweight cuz obesity is a huge risk factor
0: mm-hmm. for everything yeah lower your blood pressure and and i think in the big scheme of things to wrap up here we have to understand that we have all the power. and We always have. And they try to make you think that we're powerless and they want, us, they want us all spread out. We just need to come together. Working class people have already done this before. At the turn of the century, the women's working class movement got pissed off because there was urine and feces in the streets and dead cows and horses in the water supply. Um, infectious diseases were going crazy. Um, big corporations were running slave shops, long work hours. They had children in the workplace. It was dangerous to go to work and women got mad and said enough and they started striking and that's what we need to do again we need to unite in a working class movement and just say no because you worked at a hospital, um, Dr Marble what would happen if 30% of the staff just said we're not going to come in tomorrow what would happen to that hospital
2: it would have to shut the hospital down. See that's where the the workers at the hospitals have to realize you guys have the power if you would all stand up together and unite for for sanity and real science and refuse to take these lethal injections the hospitals would have no choice than to to shut to shut it all down because they would they would be out of business.
0: There you go right there guys so that's the solution and that's the answer is is getting together and uniting and we can do this. So um, for those of you that aren't familiar with the we truth truth freedom and health movement you guys can go there and get uh signed up with dr shiva ayadure he's one of the top immune system experts in the world hopefully i don't know if you guys know him or have spoke Have you had him you guys spoke on it's been on stage with him lately
1: uh maybe i've been so many stages i've met so many people yeah
0: so people. we'll have to get you guys connected with him um especially if you guys right. have an audience he's, he's got the movement so the reality is is those women fought and they got better wages they got the children out of the workplace they got the urine and the feces out of the streets and they cleaned up the the water they got infrastructure they got the sanitation worker and the plumber and from that movement building that infrastructure by 1945 1955 you know 97 of infectious diseases was gone because of infrastructure so it's really important because look we got urine and feces in the streets again okay have
2: to build a new blood bank system that brings that up because you know the the backs can't donate convalescent plasma and it's going to be inevitable that the backs are not going to donate blood
0: that's scary it's 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 a real shit show right now so we we really have to the people that have their heads screwed on straight we have to get out of fear mode and i really appreciate the work that you two guys are doing um running around like crazy and getting the world out get word out and so stay clear of the hospitals it's unfortunately we've we've reached this point but that's where we're at i know for decent people out there they have a hard time believing this stuff but it is what it is so you know getting a happy spot and any parting words guys
2: Thank you for everything you're doing and being on the team of the, of we're on the right side of history is the bottom line. And you're on the right side of history. Thank you for everything you're doing.
1: Uh, my message is uh, we love you, America. We love you world. And uh, please don't let fear take over Trust in God more than you trust in man. That's all That's I awesome.
0: Say. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, and you health heroes around the world um, you know, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. Please take this episode. There's no commercials, just, Share it, like it, subscribe, you know, get it out there as much as possible, especially if you got somebody that's like, well, I don't know if I should get the shot or not, send them to this episode, say, hey, listen to this, watch it and share it, just get it out there, it's very important. Um, We have to be citizen journalists, you can't get anything good from the news, no politician is ever going to change anything for you, it has to be working people united, we have to go beyond this left and right narrative beyond black and white beyond mask versus anti mask or vax versus anti mask these are the dialectics they want the real issue is public health and we have to unite to improve that if we're going to improve our health as uh, in our in our society and our community so until next time change yourself change your world and i'll see you again soon bye bye thanks for listening again to the health hero show i'm your host tim james and remember change yourself change your world and we'll see you again on the next episode talk to you soon